Channel 10. <laughs> Yo, we are back once again. This is the Channel 10 Podcast. Before we get into this episode, we need to let you know to check out channel10podcast.com. There you can find all of our archives of great interviews and commentary on hip-hop, life, social issues, and whatever else comes to mind. So definitely check out channel10podcast.com. Also rate, subscribe, like, favorite, whatever it is that you can do on wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or whatever other platforms such as Google Play Music. Just show us some love. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at channel10podcasts at gmail.com. You can send us a text or leave us a voicemail at 443-885-0997. And of course, you can reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search for Channel 10 Podcast and we'll come up and just holler at us. To search for us individually, you can find myself, the Almighty AR, at thealmightyar.com on Twitter. Twitter at SRTick, Instagram SRTick, pretty much everywhere SRTick. Check me out. I have a lot of good music and things going on. Also, check out my club music at 410musicfactory.com. You can also check out 410 Music Factory on Twitter, Facebook, um, SoundCloud. Got music out on iTunes and whatever other digital distributor you get your music from. So, definitely check that out. Sing God Superior can be reached at singardsuperior.com on twitter at singardsuperior and also search for him on apple music itunes spotify title wherever else you get your music from because we have a lot going on also check out the wu-tang podcast which is the channel 10 podcast presentation where myself and singard superior discuss all of the albums from the Wu-Tang Clan and break them down in entertaining fashion. So definitely go to WuTangPodcast.com and search wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like with the Channel 10 Podcast, please rate, subscribe, comment, favorite, etc., etc. Once again, we can't stress enough. Go to channel10podcast.com. Click on whatever links you see there. Go to the store. You can get Channel 10 Podcast merchandise. Use our Amazon portal. And anything that you buy will get a kickback. And it is at no cost to you. It definitely helps to keep us moving and shaking out here in the podcast world. So with that, I think that's everything. We're going to start the show. Peace. We used to be like, see you then, Channel 10. And we used to think the people would catch on. You know but if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever, like, well, I got to do it, yo. Yo, roll up, man. It's a different channel, son. Roll up, hold on, man. Roll up, watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. Roll up, all good, baby. In every hood, son. Roll up, yo. CNN, Network, Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Full face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface, CNN, Network, Channel 10, it's on again, street niggas that's grown men, bold face, gather your face, stay in place, yo, crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface. Yo, once again, we are back 
This is the Channel 10 Podcast. It is I, the almighty A-R-R, tick in the building, and I'm alongside Singa Superior. And today, we have two very special people in the building by the name of Germicide and Elmar the Star. Say what's up to the people. What's happening, peoples? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing much, man. We just out here just uh, vibing out. Um, so I guess to 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 bring everything, I mean, usually we start at the beginning, but since we have two different people here, let's start with now and then take it back. So um, how did you guys like link up together to, you know, put out this project that you have out now? You want to take that? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, basically, man, um, it's, it's such a long story. I'm, I'm going to try to give y'all the, the, the paraphrase version. But yeah. um, we got a mutual friend uh, by the name of El Poetic. Um, he's from my hometown. But he spent a lot of time in short, I booked him for a show back home and he couldn't make it. So he told me this guy he knew was coming up to rock. This was years ago, man, probably well over 10 years ago. And um, he was like, you know, his name is Dermis. So I'm like, cool, whatever. So at the event, you know, uh, I booked him for, uh, I got into some static with another artist. So like I was on 10 when the person I was throwing the show with was like, yo, there's this dude up front saying he's supposed to rock at the show. And that was the same issue I had with his other guy. So I ran out, you know what I'm saying, like on 10, like, man, what, what you talking about supposed to be on this show, blah, blah, blah. And it was Jern. He's like, oh, no, nah, man. Tim told me I was supposed to rock, blah, blah, blah. So we was like, oh, okay. So we met then. Then years later, I moved out. I moved out to Atlanta around the same time. We bumped into each other at A3C, and uh, we kind of just stayed in touch throughout the years. I kind of did some features on some of his records. We did some features on some other people's records. Um, I'd actually stopped doing music about 2013. I did like a hook for Germ years before. Germ was kind of like, yo, I think we got something. It actually became the Hours record. So after the Hours record, I'm like, yo, like, something together. And it kind of just snowballed yeah, from there. Yeah, you know, it, it turned into a turned into what we have today. God bless the child, the EP. You know, okay. it was a uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so the hours record is really so that's a few years old. Yeah, man. Wow, that one at least at least two. Yeah, it was like two and a half years old. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, that was definitely that was the first record we we recorded. And uh, I mean, we actually we sat on that for a minute. And then, you know, after that, we kind of were like, yo, we, we need to keep going with this, you know? So that's when we started adding records on and that uh, it snowballed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so this project, God Bless the Child, is uh, out right now on uh, Hip Not Records. So uh, how did you guys develop a relationship with uh, Kevin Nottingham and all that? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I had a... I had a I had a friend that was uh I guess back when he had the Kevin Nottingham uh like KevinNottingham.com, the blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a friend that used to write for that used to write for that blog. And uh when he caught wind that Kevin was putting together for a label, you know, my friend, you know, put the bug in his ear, like, y'all know this cat Derm, you know what I'm saying? He rocked with Tanya Morgan and Legendary and you know, people like that. You know, I think you should check out his music. So, you know, he, he sent some of his music to Kevin 
And uh, from there, I remember from there, he he, he sponsored a mixtape that I put out uh, called Die Germ Die. And then after that, you know, we just uh, continued a, a working relationship. So I put out a couple other projects through Hypnot, the um, German side and Danny Diggs project uh, with a producer from, from Ireland. Um, mm. And let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. We put out two of those, German side and Danny Diggs projects, and this one with El Martin Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up. I mean, and uh, I mean, I, have you guys like ever met Kevin Nottingham before? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He he usually comes up for for A three C and uh, you know any other kind of events that that go on up here, uh, hip hop related stuff. I mean, he's a good dude. He's a real good dude. You know, he's real, real easy to work with. You know, he he knows his hip hop. You know, so I mean, it's yeah, he's a real cool guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, I guess uh, taking it back to the beginning, um, now both of you are from Ohio. Um, what was it like, and um, you know, just coming up in Ohio, and um, you know, first getting into music and everything? Want me to start off? Yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, you know, dating. Uh, it's definitely a blue collar town, and um, you know we were a big factory town with General Motors. General Motors left probably around my senior year of high school. Started to see uh, an even further decline in the city. So while I was there, before I moved down here, man, stuff was starting to get real bad. Uh, it was already rough, but it was starting to get real, real bad. It's getting worse now. Fortunately, by I mean, growing up rough in that regard but as far as hip-hop goes I mean, we had a few outlets but there's a big divide it's like there's a big divide anywhere it seems like between kind of the hip-hop quote-unquote backpack stuff and then more street or music and i was kind of always in between that so i never really fit in crowd um more at home with the underground stuff but less at home with you know street stuff but i say all that to say that uh it kind of pours the lane to kind of create my own path so i mean from from that perspective we, it was just something for me to, uh i really had to hone my skills cause it couldn't be whack coming up i had to be able to rap no matter what you rapped about it had to go you know from battles and all that kind of thing. Like, it was that was a real heavy scene when i was coming up in game ohio so i mean it kind of made me a well-rounded artist well-rounded person i came up yeah yeah definitely you know growing up in ohio i mean it's it's, I mean, it's the Midwest, you know what I'm saying? So you, you get, uh, you know, you get different influences from everywhere. You know what I'm saying you get the East coast, you know, the West coast, the South, you know, you, I mean, you get everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely like for me, you know, I mean, like growing up in Cincinnati, I mean, it, you know, I mean, I mean, it was pretty much the same way Elmar described it, you know, very, very blue collar, you know, working class environment. and you know, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was like musically our identity, like we didn't really have necess- necessarily have an identity. You know I'm saying we were kind of caught in between all of these different, these different influences. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It, it definitely, you know, allowed me to be able to kind of you know, draw from, draw from everywhere, you know, and then uh-huh. now looking back, like I'm thankful you know, to be in that position because, you know, it makes you a more 
versatile artist, mm-hmm. you know, when, when putting together your music. And you don't mm-hmm. get so boxed in, like, oh, this is what he's supposed to sound like you know, there from the Midwest. So we're, we're kind of uh, a hodgepodge, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, when I think of like Ohio, especially in terms of hip hop, you know, I it's a uh, it's like a beacon of like you know hardcore alternative like hip hop. So you know, like mood and high tech, megahertz copyright and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, even like uh, you know, like funk. I think Ohio players and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so like um, and I know like both of you guys are based in Atlanta now, and I know like with you, Lam- um, Elmar, you uh, you went for music as well as acting. So like for uh, how how is it like how was it or how is it now for both of you? You know, coming from like a place like Ohio with like this really uh interesting mix of music now going to like Atlanta with its kind of you know glitz and glamour um hip hop was. It definitely was. Yes, uh, coming from Ohio. Had to, it wasn't like the open mic showcase kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, you had to like find ways to get on sets. So, like, I was used to performing about 30 minute shows by myself without a song on the radio or anything. Like, went down here to Atlanta, and I came down here really about one different. And, you know, while I feel like I had some pretty music, it wasn't industry standard because I wasn't near the industry. You know what I mean? Like in mm-hmm. Atlanta, like when I came down here in 2008, everything popped. Like everything was really starting to bubble up. And for me, I had to really, I felt I had to adjust to what they were doing as far as, you know, the type of music I was making and stuff like that. But when I put out my last project, I kind of fell back. And this project we put out is like what I used to. So I about a good solid four or five years trying to adjust to Atlanta and it just wasn't clicking. So, uh, I mean, much to your point, man, Atlanta is the kind of thing I think for all the people transplant, they do better doing what they do versus trying right. to come in and then adjust to Atlanta because Atlanta has its own kind of authentic vibe. People who pop out of Atlanta are Atlanta. Right. You very rarely see somebody come from another city popping a like right. from a music standpoint. Usually, if they do, they're, they're from near Atlanta. They're not like we come in from a whole nother <laughs> two or three states away. Yeah. Try to come in and pop it. Atlanta very clicky. You know what I mean? Like when I was coming up down here, you had the ETP set, the Grand Hustle set, uh, CTE set, so IC set. Like they all had their own set. And if you weren't a part of that click, it was really hard. So, right. You know, and then at the same time, you know, that stuff was going on. You know, Atlanta had its own, uh, you know, fair share of underground acts, mm. and, uh, you know what I'm saying, solo artists and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like for me, you know, when I came in, I just, just honed in on that, that audience, you know what I'm saying? People who would, you know, respect, you know, what I was already doing. I, I mean, I, I pretty much came down and I totally ignored, you know, everything <laughs> that was going on, you know, in the mainstream at that time. Mm. And, you know, kind of did my own thing and, uh, it, you know, just found my niche. And uh, you know, I just worked at that angle, you know. So. Mm. And so you don't have to go down there and start, you know, I guess 2008, you didn't have to go down there swag surfing and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all that. <laughs> Um, so, you know, um, 
being an independent artist and um you know making your move to the you know like a i guess a more vibrant commercially you know vibrant music scene um you know when it comes to actually you know finding opportunities um what was like like some of the pros and cons like like was that a strong solid move to make and um how did it help your careers grow i'll let jeremy ask yeah, I mean, you know, I guess the simple answer for me is, I mean, when you know, when I came down, it was like, I mean, you know, coming from Cincinnati is such a small town, you know, and, and moving to Atlanta, it's like it's like a whole different animal. You know what I'm saying? And it's definitely more, there's more opportunities for everything. You know what I'm saying? And especially anything creative, you know, like music or you know what I'm saying, the arts and everything like that. I mean, so, um. You know, I mean, it, it was it was a big transition for me, but it was a good one. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a, a positive transition and moving here. It opened up a lot a lot of different opportunities. You know, it introduced me to a lot of different people from, you know, all walks of life. You know, so. Yeah. And I, I would back on that say that we, um, from, a, from a creative, it put me in touch with one thing. I think from an area that doesn't necessarily have a lot of industry. Um, you're not, you can go to all the conferences, you can travel all over the country, you're not here to post something. There's just a different disconnect. So the internet makes it a lot closer now, but at that time, like if you weren't in one of the major hubs, you weren't getting those looks like that. And so, you know, for me, when coming down here, I was actually, actually rubbing shoulders with the stuff in the industry really helped me see it was possible. Uh, and then as an artist, maybe more well-rounded, like, you know, I'm back more into my hip-hop bag, like, the time I spent writing songs for other artists, writing books, writing R&B, stuff like that, it's helped me be more well-rounded as, as an artist. Bringing that to projects like God Bless the Child, it's not just a lot of straight rap, we have some melody, and there we have some, you know, a, a fuller rep or so I like you know moving down here I wouldn't have had that down here uh, maybe I would kind of test myself creatively and see what else I could mm. that's what's up and um, when you guys finally did you know come together down there and kind of um, click up um, I you know did you know uh, going through the God Bless the Child EP I did notice that um you know, it is kind of soulful and, um, you know, it's not, um, I guess a lot of times underground hip hop can get categorized in a certain type of way, but, you know, there's certain, you know, elements like you're saying with the hooks and things like that, that, you know, pretty much anybody might be able to, uh, kind of gravitate towards and, uh, latch on to, um, and, you know, did it affect you, um, you know, subject matter wise and, you know, I guess, your subject matter is always going to reflect, you know, how you're growing as a person. So, um, do you have any examples of how, um, how you might approach things differently now? Well, for me, I mean, I think my project does a better job explaining. But I mean, both of in very critical stages of our development. Like, like I said, I stopped doing it all together. I had family going. I had. Other on the way. So, my mind frame 
kind of different. I put out for that. We play party five because that's what I was on. You know what I'm saying? So to raise a valid point, place to your your music won't reflect where you are. But I can't be about a party right now. I got boundaries. So my mindset, and we were kind of in this kind of space where, well, for you know, spiritual food, much connected on that level too. That's why I'm say turn like so. That's kind of the vibe we own. That's the people. So I think we, um, I I approach it as such. Whereas I want to be honest, reflection, interpretation where I am, man, and my art should reflect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you pretty much said it all right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like like he was saying, you know, we were both pretty much going through, you know, like similar stages, similar stages in our, in our lives. Like you said, like I just had a son at the time. He had a, he had a daughter on the way, you know. Um, you know, the whole family thing, you know what I'm saying? We both got family, family men now. So, I mean, it, it was only right that the music reflect, reflected that, you know what I mean? So, right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. pretty much hit it up. Mm. Nail on the head. Mm. I mean, and you know, like, um, I, I was, I was listening back to, um, an interview you guys did on college radio recently. And, um, and, you know, you guys like both talked about this, uh, this, well, especially with you, Elmar, like this, uh, this process of like kind of wanting, like you know, like the fame, the glitz and glamour, the glory, and then kind of like slowly transitioning and into like you know what you have become, you know, with uh, with your um, you know, uh, with your hand and you know, uh, youth development as well as um, activism. But you know, I did go back and I listened to uh, your Smallville EP. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, I mean, it's interesting, you know, like listening like to like both you guys like then and like now and um. And like your evolution, but with you, Elmar, it's it's interesting, like because you, you you do make a point in saying that you know you were kind of like you know really playful, but then at like the very end of like your EP, you do kind of um, I think it's called yeah, addicted, uh, the mm-hmm. very last track on EP, and you you are kind of like reflective, uh, you you're kind of reflecting on this kind of playfulness that you did display throughout the entire EP. So, um, I mean, like during that stage, like. Did you always kind of have this feeling of like, you know, trying to like eventually become like, you know, what you have uh, become like what you like, what you are now at this stage? Wow, like with this yeah. kind of positive, like positive, um, these positive yeah. social vibes now. Yeah, well, let me first congratulate you for doing your homework. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for you to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So the record you're talking about in my head that when I think you're gonna bring up Smallville. Uh, yeah, man, it, that's kind of the premise. Yeah, man, when we came up with it, that was the premise. It was because I was really into this Clark Kent team. So mm-hmm. we're gonna be like a transition from, you know, Smallville. It wasn't really came that. That was gonna be kind of like a, a parallel for my life, my development. Um, but it just never got to that point. So now, now uh, I guess without even really knowing it, I put that, that into the universe and it's able to manifest into that with this project. So yeah, I think a very valid point. Yeah. Even then, I always knew where I wanted to go. But you know, the environment I was in was a little more playful. They weren't they weren't really trying to 
hear this kind of music who I was with at the time. Or got to get something on the radio. We got to get something that's we got to get something. It was more trying to reach the mainstream. But yeah. that record was one I fought for. I felt like that was close to the representation of who I was. You know, just really trying to figure it out. When he's just all you trying to figure it out. So I was trying to figure out how I could take um, some of this stuff I because I've been working for a long, long time. But I just didn't highlight that in my music. I didn't count. So it took me being comfortable with that part of myself to be able to, you know, put that on record and project like I'm a where it makes sense. What I was doing it. So I think now for me being more comfortable with who I am as a man allows me to make music that I'm comfortable music that I won't compromise on stand. So I mean that, that that's pretty much different and now like then I was more easily by like you said, trying to I'm trying to get trying to get money. And when I didn't achieve that the way I thought I would I had to adjust. And not adjust in a bad way, you know, because you gotta be realistic about life. Like that might not be your path. You stick to what you both doing, which is in the community helping the kids. So that's what I I mean, in a way, that's your transition into kind of being Superman because it's kind of crazy that, um, and you know, it's not a reflection on you, but more so a reflection of the culture that you felt like you had to kind of hide such an important part of yourself that benefits a lot of other people. Absolutely. Mm. I agree. I agree. um, And, and, you know, also, um, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm maybe I'm reading a bit too deeply and in, in, um, into that last song on that EP, but uh, uh, you, you know you do you do say God bless the child in that final song too. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, because uh, like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a preacher. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so. I go and I go back and listen to a lot of my old. It's God is always in there somewhere. It just never was at the forefront. Never like you know what I'm saying. It's something I would always reference and drop in. Even the video, if the video, video in front of a church, so like it's always something there, but it was never something I felt comfortable standing behind because of this, like you're saying, these, these this culture didn't make it. I didn't feel okay, or I didn't feel I would be successful. I lighten that part of my, my who I am as a person, but you know now I don't care anymore. But you know at that time you just leave your hometown, leave with no money, struggle to try to come up. Get so close to success and you don't get it, you're like, Well, what do I got to do to get come up? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where your mind, desperation, thought process. Whereas, if I just stuck to what I was doing, you know, who knows, but it puts me where I am now. And I'm grateful to where I am now because now I'm in a position where I can make some real impact versus being somebody I'm not. We see, we see a lot of that now. People spent their whole career being somebody they're not. And get exposed or they have these nervous breakdowns and you wonder why. You spent your whole life being somebody you really want to be. So, you know, that that's, yeah, man, y'all did your homework on that one. I, I applaud you on that. That was, I wasn't, oh, any lady broke it down. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate it. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, and, you know, like you know, and uh, with you, Germ side, you know, you you have an interesting name, and you know, I know I read like a little blurb about you know, like germs and negativity and killing all negativity, and um and all that kind of stuff. And so I was curious to know, like you know, how did you come up with that name? How long did it take you to like develop that name? 
I mean, it, you know, it, <laughs> it really didn't take long at all, man. It was kind of a, keep it real, it was kind of an accident. Like, I used to write graffiti <laughs> back in the day or whatever. And, uh, you know, I used to write germs, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, uh, you know, one one time, you know, just scribbling in my little black book, you know what I'm saying? I wrote germicide, you know what I'm saying? And my homeboy is like, oh, is that your new rap name now? So I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I kind of, and then, you know, I kind of applied the meaning you know, afterwards, you know what I'm saying? But that was the original intent, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you know, you could see all the negative uh, in the world as, you know, the, the germs or whatever. And I'm coming to, you know, kill those germs, you know what I'm saying? So germicide, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that, that that is where that came from. Mm-hmm. So I, oftentimes I forget uh, mm-hmm. the, the origin of that name. I'm, Definitely did your homework. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you know, now with Ohio, you know, being like a really, um, you know, beacon of like underground hip hop. Um, how how was and I guess how is now? How is how how is graffiti culture um, in the area? I mean, does it like in, still uh, exist or? Oh, you said in, in Ohio. My bad. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm not quite sure how active, you know. The- graffiti artists are in ohio now i mean i know back when i was painting you know you had a few people sprinkled here and there you know i mean and, and you know those and those people that, that did paint you know they were really serious about their craft you know they they were up every um but i mean it, it wasn't really a huge scene you know what i'm saying i was pretty much like the oddball you know it's like what is writing graffiti like was it, you know what I'm <laughs> you think you're from new york don't you like i'm like oh, never you know what i'm saying but uh yeah yeah i don't know i really can't speak too much on, on how the thing is that you know i'm i'm you know way far removed from it now so <laughs> yeah I, I, don't know. I don't got time to be running running through uh freight yards you know? <laughs> no i mean i, I feel you know i, I don't and, you know, I, I mean, I guess this is me. Apologies. I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of like stereotyping a bit because, you know, when I think, you know, like Cincinnati, you think of high tech and, you know, mood and stuff like right. that. So it always kind of like takes me back to like that time. And so I'll just imagine there's yeah. like a lot of all kinds of graffiti culture and not all breakdancing going on and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you right. Yeah. I mean, you would think so. But I mean, it was actually the, the complete opposite. You know, mm-hmm. they they were kind of the the oddballs of the scene, you know, themselves, That's you know, right. they just happen to, they just happen to make it, make it out first, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you go on the, you know, beneath the, the surface, you know, I mean, Cincinnati is pretty much, um, I don't know. I would say the people there more so identify with like Southern hip hop and, mm-hmm. uh, probably West coast as well. Like the, the the underground scene is a very 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 small I told minority of uh, of the Cincinnati hip hop. Yeah, and Dayton was the same way. I mean, Dayton and Cincinnati aren't you know, that far apart, mm-hmm. so you know it was a very similar kind of dynamic where you have, um, I mean Dayton smaller than Cincinnati, so just imagine Cincinnati seems small. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go down to Cincinnati to do hip hop stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Dayton yeah. seems just that small. Um, we we had one one night at one club, and you know that was it. Every other anything else you had to do, you had to find a way to get on stage with. You had to talk about selling dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you didn't get on there, you just was stuck. 
So, you know, it, it was one of those things where, um, like you're saying, and I came up in that same time too, you know, high tech, you know, scribble bam, you know, yeah. That, and I was on the first tour I was on was with Blueprint, No Logic, all of them. So, nice. you know, I, yeah, I was in that mix. So for me, coming from that and then trying to come to a city where there wasn't nothing going on, like, well, what a, so I had to really start to create a scene that made it more comfortable. So, I mean, that's where a lot happened in that area to create a scene right. for yourself, create, create your own dish, create your own platform. Don't. You either had to travel, which did a lot of, or, you know, you had to connect with other hip-hoppers, other, other little town, try to build a network. Yeah. Mm. So, oh, I, go. I was going to say, um, you know, you know, coming from that background of, you know, being a preacher's son and everything, um, how did your family react to you pursuing the music? <laughs> I mean, I mean, and, and acting also, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, initially, oh, you know, uh, my mom hated me. She used to, like, I, I never forget that. I remind my mom of this all the time. I had, I'm deep on nerve seat. And, mm. One of my favorite albums. Oh man, I listened to it one day. She heard the you know, prodigy saying something crazy. Somebody told me something crazy talking about. She heard it. What are you listening to? I couldn't say it fast enough for her to grab it. And she broke the CD in my face and threw it in the trash can. Oh my and like God. that, the relation. Oh God, that 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 one hurt. Me. That that one almost hurt me as bad as when I seen. Uh, she broke the tube now four hundred degrees. That one oh hurt me man, too. you know what? My mother did the same thing. Um, I bought. <laughs> I bought Noriega, Melvin Flint, The Hustler, and I couldn't even get through the first listen of it <laughs> before my mother snatched it. Oh, really? I, I never, I, you never told me about that story. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, that was a, that was a big moment. That one, and then that time I couldn't get the Eminem CD. That was crazy. Oh, oh yes, yeah, right. Yeah. You had to like download it like on dial up and shit, like for yeah. hours on end. <laughs> yeah, from my friend's house because we didn't have the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's all I did. I had a homeboy who used to dub the tapes for me. That's how long it was. Used to dub the dub tapes for me. You know the rules, Bobby. I used to dub anything. That's how I got my hip hop aesthetic. Anything he had, I had to listen. He didn't listen to much. So it was all Nas, AZ, Biggie, Wu Tang. That's all I heard. That's all I could get. I couldn't go buy it myself. So, uh, so yeah, they weren't fans of it before. But when they saw basically how hip hop helped me deal with a lot of the stuff, I was, I was. Um, and how it helped me kind of come out of my shell and develop and, uh, and then how hard I went, how much I pursued it, they kind of all came around because they realized that I was serious about it. Like, like they, that, that wasn't going to stop me. And so once they realized that, kind of got on put out. You know, my mom knows, knows more songs than I do. Remember that one song where you said, like, Mom, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's just, that's kind of how life works. But I was she was so against me. I was, I mean, so against me. But now she's my mom. always important. I do so. You know, it's all part of it, man. And it's funny. A lot of my brothers on my father's side of the family, they all do. So I got a younger brother, Babs, and I got other brothers who make mistakes, make stuff. So it's kind of infused my whole family, despite how bad they want not to. Mm. Mm. That's, That's it, so- <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, uh, like, what about like the whole acting element? How how did they um react to that? Well, you know, acting isn't seen as bad. 
Just acting, yeah. not being you. It, it, it's a different kind of vibe. Say hip hop. Pimping holes, selling drugs, two guns. That's the image they. You know, yeah. and it's like, oh, not all music is like, not all hip hop like. But they don't listen to it. You know what I'm saying it's like our generation now trying to understand young kids. Like, hey, I try. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm hip hop dude. I'm, I'm open as they come. Some stuff I just can't get in. I be trying. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I. Can't. So you know, it's, it's a similar kind of vibe. My mama group listen to Anita Baker. So we bring her home. Mob deep, like what is this? <laughs> <laughs> now, so, now I'm also wondering, like, when it comes to, um, you know, as your children, you know, start to grow up and develop their own musical taste. Because I noticed one thing about, you know, my generation is, you know, parents who are from my generation. I think the difference is they listen to the same music as their children more so than you know our parents did. So, um, have you thought about that? You know, as your children start to develop. Yeah, yeah. Well, my stepson, so he's listening to savage, body knowledge. So, you know, I try my best to listen to, you know, what he likes, just so I can be aware of. Um, and plus, with the work I do in the community, I'm culture kids represent. So I kind of want him to be a critical listener of other music. But I think something that is lost in this generation that critical about lyrics, critical about what they're saying. It's like, I like to be, I like to dance. And that's all he cares about. He don't mm-hmm. talk about it all. Like, so trying to help him critical. I try to infuse rappers of this generation that are more conscious so he, he knows the difference between what's average they both lose a certain part. Like, listen to that too. I listen. So, you know, I think he, I don't want to belittle what he listens to. I want to understand it. I don't mean, I try to pronounce it. Savage. I didn't think. You know what I mean? Like, I respect it. I appreciate it. I like it. That's what I like. But I don't have to, like, get down into it with him. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I got my stepson who's 12 as well. I mean, I think. You know what he's saying is spot on. I mean, it. You know, with me, it's just, it's more so. It's it's about a balance. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my my wife is a DJ as well, so we. You know what I'm saying? We make sure that you know we kind of expose the kids to a wide range, a variety of things. You know what I'm saying like, I know you know they'll be dabbing one day. You know what I'm saying with the amigos, but they also know about you know tribe called Quest. They, they you know walk around the house singing beneath apple Bunch. Uh-huh. I mean, so for me, it's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just about a balance. You know what I'm saying? And I think, uh, you know, when I was coming up, like I was saying, growing up, you know, in Ohio, you kind of got all sorts of different kinds of music. And like you guys discussed before, you know, you had heavy funk influence, and all of that. I, I just think, you know, the most important thing is, is balance, you know, because when you get to a certain point, I mean, you can only shield somebody for so long. You know what I mean? Before exposed to you know whatever, whatever else it is that you want to sh- try to shield them. You know, so I just think it's about a healthy balance, and that's what I try to, you know, what I try to. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's what's um, up. 
Yeah, you know, um, and so German. So I, I do have like a, another question. So like, um, you know, also like when when it comes like to to your growth and like you know just just going through like your catalog and everything, which is pretty extensive. And um, I was interested in uh, uh die germ die and like this this dark period that you kind of like describe uh, like for yourself and like certain things that you were going through and um you know like you know me me and uh, my co-host like we you know we're 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 both like you know. Uh, we're both hip hop artists and all that kind of stuff. And I know with me personally, I do have like these kinds of these kinds of like dark songs that me personally, right. I kind of can't go back to and um and listen. But you know, just talk like talking with Elmar and like his first project and him being able like to go back and listen to it. I was curious if you're able to go back and listen to like those kind of darker songs that you didn't make for that particular project. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, for that particular one, I very I very seldom go back and listen. Like when I do, I'm always kind of, I mean, it really, it really, I did a good job of, 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 of painting a picture of that moment in time. You know, because when mm-hmm. I turned it on, I'm like, man, it was a lot going on at that time, you know? Um, yeah, man. And, it, you know, that whole die germ die area, era, I mean, that was really, at that time, I was like, you know, I don't think I want to rap anymore right now. You know, it was a whole lot going on in my personal life. You know, the environment where I was living was, you know, it was crazy. Getting shot outside, you know, outside of the, you know what I'm saying? Walk outside, it's all kind of crazy. Um, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty down and out at that point in time, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, that, yeah. I mean that 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 album definitely encapsulates a moment in time that I really try not to visit. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, to... I mean, yeah. It's you know, it's it's interesting, man, because you know, like between like all four of us, I'm pretty sure we've all had our periods. We weren't going to make beats no more. We weren't going to rap no more. And we yeah. had a dime for every time we've said that shit. <laughs> right, right, we, exactly. Yeah, we be we be rich, you know, and you know, it's just I mean, it's just so interesting, like you know how you know whenever you say that somehow, some way, something will um inspire you, and I mean, it seems like you know this is yeah. what this is what happened, you know, between both of you guys, like how you yeah. guys came together, and you know, you kind of feed off of feed off of each other. Right, right, and really, I mean, that's kind of what happened, man. You know, at that point, like I said, I was at a point where I felt like you know I probably didn't want to want to rap or make music anymore, but then you know, all it takes is those couple of people. You know, send you an email or call you or whatever, and it's like, yo, man, the song you did, man, you know that that got me through a rough period in my life, or you know, I, I turn that music on, you know, every time I, you know, get up and get ready to go to school, you know, it puts me in a peaceful mind frame or whatever, and then you know, you kind of sit and think, like, okay, this this really this music is is it's not just it's not just for me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's people out there in the world who are going through similar situations and dealing with similar things who, uh, you know, they, they find solace and comfort or whatever in, you know, listening to your music or your words, you know, whatever. So, I mean, that, you know, that was the main thing that, you know, kind of kept me going, you know, and that, that's when, uh, that's when Danny Diggs reached out to me, you know, mm-hmm. about my music and everything. We just started building from there and, uh, you know, that, that, turned into you know those two projects that we did you know i kind of been going going there ever since you know mm. and, I, and i must say that quiet has kept me one of the best albums of that year you know what i'm saying like 
just from a pure fan standpoint, bro. Like that that saw that project. I was going through a rough spot when I heard that. That's kind of when we first started got out. And I was listening mm-hmm. to the project. Like he kind of gave it to me. Like, yeah, I got guess maybe and I put it in. I was like, yo, this is actually like whatever we make has to match this or surpass this this dope as a listener. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important, you know, we think about collaboration. I mean, thanks to collaboration with whoever's hot on the record. About nice. But like, mm-hmm. you have the time to actually craft something of meaning. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want it to be dope. Like, if it doesn't match up with the previous body of work, right. so like, he, like, he inspired me to get back into it. I, like you said, if I had a dime every time I said I was quitting, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I was done. I literally gave up. I was back the whole time. I'm still in school. I was kind of like, man, I'm straight. And I told you, know, I think that's the best. So, it reminded me, people, said, right when I started putting out music, like, back, we missed it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, where were y'all at when I was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That shit gets annoying. <laughs> yeah. When you, um, you know, come together for collaboration, you know, there's been a lot of great duos in, in hip hop history, especially like solo artists who come together to form something. Um, do you look to um, any particulars for inspiration or, you know, ways of formatting certain things? For me, I think that are similar to a uh, high tech, not high tech, I'm sorry, uh, black star. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with and and there's a lot of parallels to that. What I'm saying, how uh, even lyric style and flow. Our flows are very they're obviously different, but you can see some similarities. But I mean, the term is a very rapid fire, bar after bar, bam, 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 bam. I kind of eat in and out. It's very similar. I live both. I think sonically real similar to Rock and TL school. Um, as far as the production, a lot of the production company but we pick beats that are similar to that bang. You know I mean? Um but the other duos I'm thinking about like producer rapper, but germ rap too. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, right. Yeah. yeah. But as far as the sound, uh, I think I think this project reminds me a lot of true gangstar too. That's one of the albums talk about the change lie, like moment of truth changed my life. Yeah, I mean that, that that's a good example right there. Because moment of truth, I mean, it had it had I mean it was all primo and it had its signature sound on it. But I mean that sound it covered a a, a wide spectrum, you know, of, of sounds. You know, you had your real hard joints, you had the soulful sounding joints, you had real smooth joints. You know what I'm saying? And I think our EP, I think we a good job of doing that as well. Uh, you know, I mean, I think it's, you know, a very uh, a versatile, uh, you know, piece of work, really. like Sonic, you know. And then, you know, we did that intentionally as well. We want to make sure we represent, uh, you know what I'm saying, all, all the facets, you know what I mean, like music that represent. We don't we don't necessarily just represent 
like this underground sound or this what people would call like a I don't know a temporary you know, whatever kind of sound. I mean, it's it's Ohio, you know, so it's 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 a, uh, it's a combination of a lot of different different vibes. That's what I'm trying to be. Definitely, mm-hmm. put it. So you can have very, you know, as a banger, have it, but it's always be very catchy, soulful kind of hook. We gonna say, gonna be some beat that that brand of sample. like we can you. That's what's up. Is there gonna be um because um. The God Bless the Child EP, that's uh, six songs, and you, you know, cover a wide range there. Is there a full-length album coming soon? You know what? That might, this might be the first time we've actually... <laughs> we missed our end goal. Trying to get this thing rolling. Um, you know, it, I, I, I would say, yeah. I, I think I think people like it. I think people want it. I, I don't see why not. You know, and I, it was hard to make. You know, work pretty easily put together. Uh, so yeah, if, if, if that's the invitation, <laughs> when it comes yeah. to um, to like being uh, you know affiliated with an independent label, how much influence do they have in the music um, that you make, or do they have any at all, or is, is there like an approval process or anything like that? I mean, not much, really, man. And that's that's the great part about it. You know, I mean, we pretty much get to pour, you know, all our, you know, heart and ideas into our project without any kind of filter, you know. So turn it in, we say, here it is, you know, and it's always dope. So Kevin is like, hey, run with it. And and it has that, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty simple and straightforward, you know, ordeal. I mean, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better as far as you know, being able to retain all my creative liberty, you know, get my music out. Unadulterated. Mm. Mm. I have no plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, considering that you that you know that that you two both are family men, um, are there is there like a tour in the works or anything of that nature at this point? We trying, man. You know, uh we were definitely looking at a few options. Um you know, I know for me, so far removed from the touring scene in the past few years, a lot of the, you know, it, it doesn't take much of this new scene to not be connected to what's popping. Like, mm. there was a guy who was doing shows somewhere near here. I do a lot of shows with, he running for, for office of his town. He now, like, it's just everybody, you know, three, four years go by. Change, but I mean, so, um, I'm more of a hand-to-hand, we talk to good relationship kind of guy anyway. So I have mm-hmm. to do it just at the internet. Holy shit. Um, so it's a on. it's a tour coming. I don't know what Elmar talking about. I'm giving the behind the scenes work that a lot of indie artists don't know. As far as like you got to talk. But yeah, I mean, I said yeah. say it is a tour coming. Don't get yeah, we we but, work we working on it. We in yeah. the process, right? Got to got to got to grease palms and kiss baby. Right. <laughs> Are there any um like struggles or hurdles that you've had to overcome, you know, putting this project out or was it just pretty smooth just putting it out? I mean, it it was pretty smooth, man. Yeah. I mean, the only the only real hurdle was 
time, maybe. You know, just trying to make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to make, for me, it's like, you know, just trying to make time to be able to, uh, you know, to sit down and dedicate that time to, you know, working on the music, putting everything together, getting the mix mastered, you know, cover art, you know, just all the little knickknack things that go into completing a project, you know, and, you know, trying to do that. And then you got a family as well. So, you know, really, really, time was really the only obstacle, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we work, our workflow is pretty smooth, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that with time and also trying to be creative with resources that you have. You know, we do a lot of stuff in house. Uh, made a lot of the beats, also mixed, also records. Uh, found some, found a guy to master. Term and art, especially stuff. Shot all the video, you know what I'm saying? So like, we keep everything out of hand, you know. The outsource, you kind of got to be perspective. But that's not a bad thing, I would say. Just you know, like you're saying, time being real time. Right, and I see you know you guys do creative things like um. You just dropped the God Bless Dilla and, and uh, God Bless Rizza freestyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was that was that was Elmar's uh, grandchild right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just I know you know being being a DJ, you know, you gotta get something. You know, I'm just getting ready. So that little freestyle, those freestyles, I engaged throughout the process. Putting out the whole project, so, you know, much like him, you know, he did a little change my life, change life, it changed all our lives. So, uh, I just want to give props for props for the visual. Mm. Yeah, that was dope because a lot of people, you know, they might just drop a quick little freestyle here or there, but you know, you guys did the video aspect, and I thought that was. That was that you know like 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 it was a dope concept right there. So you know, props to you guys for you know taking that extra step and putting it out and having it be you know professional quality. I was like, wow. Appreciate it. Might keep them going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, producer, shout out. Yeah, man. <laughs> right. right, let's go on. I'm in the. Oh yeah. You- yeah, you guys take it back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, another thing I noticed content-wise, too, is, um, you know, you guys uh, talk about, you know, your spiritual aspect, um, and it definitely pops up in the music, but it seems like you guys don't try to, um, you know, go, it's not like preachy or, you know, too much hitting you over the head. Is that a conscious decision, or do you guys just um, just go with what you feel at the moment? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's definitely probably a. a I don't. I, I don't know. I, I would say like when I started, probably like a conscious decision. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I want to. Well, no, no. When I first started, I, I was probably kind of preachy. Okay, and then you know I quickly realized I was a little bit preachy, so I kind of toned it back, and you know from there on, it just became like a natural thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to beat people over the head. 
oh, this is what you should do. Don't do this, this, that. It's like, man, we, you know, we all people living, you know, everyday average, you know what I'm saying, lives or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I can, uh, you know, I can relate to the hustlers, you know what I'm saying, on the corner, just like I can relate to the people who are, you know what I'm saying, hitting the books, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can, mm-hmm. there, there doesn't have to be a, uh, not really, they're not, it doesn't have to be like polar opposite. You know, like there, there's, there's middle ground. There's always middle ground. That's where I try to stay. But you know, with middle ground. You know, I agree with that. Uh, I was in spiritual kind of process, so a lot of my first what was very almost gospel rap. I, I can see the life I live. I, um, you know, there's gonna be body overhead. You actually, so while I reference higher power a lot, um, I don't have to be with what I found. Um, there is a spiritual aspect to kind of open, of course. Um, you know, to, to perform or to get in front of other audiences or people to talk about what you do. So. Uh, you know, while it's not necessarily a conscious decision, it, it's not unconscious either. Like, it's going to infuse you if that's what you are. So, so, um, I don't think about it directly. I'm about to write songs. Y'all about that ain't my thing. It comes in work. Yeah. Spirit, yeah. spirit. I, I want to say that. <laughs> 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 that is, so, yeah, spirit. <laughs> that's what's up man um so i guess um in closing um you know shout out all of your um you know your social media and websites and where can people get the music uh yeah, yeah you can purchase the music any uh anywhere you can buy uh music in the digital format you know itunes and camp no, uh, oh yeah yeah just found yeah, Spotify. I'm actually excited about. It. All right, all right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and what else? Uh, God bless the child. EP. You know what I'm saying? You can find us uh, there, Facebook, and God bless the child dot net. Um, and then you know all, all our social media. Our name uh, at Germicide at El Star. Damn. Nah, bro. That's it. If you know, look up your L M A R R T A T T A R. Oh, that's it. Shout out Hypnot Records. And Who Blossom. Legendary. Freddy Kids. All that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, man. Thank you so much for gracing our platform here. Definitely looking out for that full length album. Um. <laughs> And with that, we out. Peace. Peace. Yeah, Feel it, here. Yeah, son. Feel it, man. What up, son? You got to just do it, yo. Yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up? Hold on, man. What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby. In every hood, son. What up? Yo. CNN. Network. Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Bold face. Got in your face. Stay in place. Yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network, Network, Channel 10, it's on again, street niggas.
Niggas that's grown men. Bold face, get in your face. Stay in place. Yo, crime lace. Catch more people.